good to be here this morning. Glad for uh, everyone that's online and will be online during the week this week. And really grateful to be in the room, this room. How about you guys? Awesome to be here, right? Yeah. It's wonderful. It's wonderful. I, You know, there's nothing like um, kind of removing something from our life uh, at times to get us to recognize how important those things are to us. So just community in the sense of being together, uh, even with some of the restrictions that we're operating under, it's just a good thing, isn't it? Yeah. So um, anyway, if you have your Bibles, we're continuing on in the book of Acts, and uh, we're in Acts chapter 16. Acts chapter 16. So if you don't know where the book of Acts is, it's Matthew, New Testament, kind of the middle of your Bible, sort of. And then it's Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, and then Acts. So the book of Acts is really about the church starts in the book of Acts, and it's really kind of the story of the early church in many ways. You get a lot more details as well in the epistles, which are like 1 Corinthians, 2 Corinthians, Romans. Uh, Some of the rest of the New Testament tells some of the story of the early church. But the book of Acts really is where kind of the rubber meets the road. And we are on Acts chapter 16. Now what we've been doing is um, there's kind of really two primary ways to go through Scripture. Um, You've heard us talk at times about Lectio Divina, which is you kind of, you take a portion of Scripture, say a verse of Scripture, and you just read that over. You kind of just let, you you ruminate with that scripture. You meditate on it, and you may read it over a few times. It's a real old process and way of reading scripture. And you really just meditate on that scripture. Uh, What we're kind of doing is more survey. So we're not going line upon line in the scriptures, uh, but we're going, here we are, Acts chapter 16, and we're trying with every, every chapter to take out a piece and speak to some of the essence of that. That's what's called kind of Lectio Continua, which is surveying the Scripture. They're both very important. It's important for our development spiritually to do both. So anyway, I just gave you some information you could probably care less about, but there you go. Anyway, um, there is a difference, and there is a different kind of purpose, but this morning we find ourselves in Acts 16, and we may stay here for a few weeks. I don't know how long we're going to stay here. I told Claire uh, this morning, I said, I think... I'm just going to talk for the allotted time that I have, and wherever I stop, we're just going to pick up again next week. Fair enough? So if you're watching online, if you're in the room here, just jot down notes. Um, there is going to be some outline, but uh, this is going to take us a little bit of time. It's not going to be 15 minutes worth, So, and it's important because it's one of the key pieces, I believe, and so important, one of the key pieces we see in the early church and really the church throughout history, and really a very important, prominent piece um, in, our, in our spirituality, in our following Christ, and even in our coming to Christ. This is an important thing. You may not even realize before you came to Christ that you were listening for the voice of God, but you were. And fortunately, at some point, it got through. God's voice got through. So we're going to talk about one of the elephants in the room, literally, when it comes to the church. And in the book of Acts, it's you read through the book of Acts and you, you can miss this because it is so a part of what happens in the early church. So let me just get into it here. It says, Paul and his companions, I'm starting with verse 6. We're just going to read four verses. 
Paul and his companions traveled throughout the region of Phrygia and Galatia, having been kept by the Holy Spirit. Everyone say, kept by the Holy Spirit. From, they were kept from the, by the Holy Spirit from preaching the word in the province of Asia. That's curious, isn't it, that the Holy Spirit would actually have them not preach the gospel in a, in a location. That's, that messes a bunch of people up right away. Anyway, kept by the Holy Spirit from preaching the word in the province of Asia. And when they came to the border of Mysia, they tried to enter Bithynia, but the Spirit of Jesus would not allow them to. So that's kind of crazy too, isn't it? Don't you just go anywhere and do anything you want? And then the Holy Spirit blesses what you are up to. Isn't that what we're supposed to do? Like we just behave however we want. And then we say, God, you need to help here. Send the Spirit. But here we find this twice now in two verses. They're prohibited from doing something. So they passed passed by Mysia and went down to Troas. During the night, Paul had a vision of a man of Macedonia standing and begging him, come over to Macedonia and help us. After Paul had seen this vision, now to get a vision, you need to have the Holy Spirit give you, the Holy Spirit gives visions. We'll get into that. This is Paul, again, now it's the Holy Spirit's activity, giving him literally a vision. Some would say this is a dream, it's nighttime, whatever. It's a vision or a dream. Whatever it is, it's the Holy Spirit communicating to him, come over to Macedonia to help us. After Paul had seen this vision, he got ready at once to leave for Macedonia, concluding that God had called us to preach the gospel to them. So four verses, three times the Holy Spirit specifically does something. You see this all through the book of Acts. It is so prevalent in the book of Acts that you can forget about the Spirit leading people, leading the church, leading individuals. Remember, Jesus said that he would build his church, that this is all God's church, right? The body of Christ is God's. We are a part of it. We're participants. We're God's children. But we really are directed, invited to be directed by the Holy Spirit, not just to do anything we want. And you see this in the book of Acts so beautifully. Like the leading of the Holy Spirit, the listening to the Holy Spirit, the sensitivity to the Holy Spirit. Few moves are made in the book of Acts when you read through. Few moves are made without the leading of the Holy Spirit. So if these dynamos and powerhouses of the early church needed so desperately to be led by the Holy Spirit and to be able to hear the voice of God, how much more? Or at least as much do we need that? How desperately do we need it? It's like the elephant in the room. Now, there's a couple of basics to remember. The Holy Spirit does a multitude of different things. The Holy Spirit, one thing that we see here is the Holy Spirit reveals things to us. And if we ever lived, I'm almost 60, I'm, I'm uh, 58, same age as Claire, until January, then she'll be older than me. But right now, we're the same age for 58 years, I've been, I've been going around, we need the Spirit to reveal things. You and I, I've never lived what I started to say until I got off on that thing about my age. Um, we, I have never, none of us have lived in a time where we so desperately needed guidance and direction in our lives. We need to have the leading of the Spirit in our life. So understand and trust the fact, first of all, that the Holy Spirit reveals God wants to help us 
with our present situation and with direction and with guidance. When the scripture talks about the power of God, and in the book of 1 Corinthians, for instance, it talks, it gets into some detail. 1 Corinthians 12 and 14 gets into some detail about the, the gifts of the Spirit. It's not an all-exhaustive list of the gifts of the Spirit, but it gets into what is known as, theologians would call, for instance, the power gifts. Right, It's the power gifts, like speaking in tongues and interpretation of tongues and gifts of healing and you know, gifts of miracles and discerning of spirits, and there's, it goes on from there. Anyway, what, what you, can, you can begin to feel like is the Holy Spirit is all about releasing power. That is, that is part of what the Holy Spirit does. Lavinia so beautifully shared about the power of God literally working in her life to release a miracle, a gift of healing in her life. And that is available, and that is powerful. But more accurately, or even in addition to that, is the Holy Spirit is not only powerful, but the Holy Spirit has an intelligent power. That there is a reason, there's a reason that Lavinia got healed, and I would even, I would even go as far as to say it's, it's, it's more than, it's, it's partially to heal, for instance, Lavinia, but in addition to that, there's other things that God is up to that God wants to do through Lavinia's life, that that healing was really important for it to happen right now. Why didn't it happen months ago? I don't know, but God's power is intelligent. The Holy Spirit's guidance is wise. God wants to bring us wise understanding. So a couple of questions. I just want to kind of lay some groundwork. Is First of all, this is a big question. Maybe jot this down. Will I allow the Holy Spirit to lead me today? I think few questions are more important in our life as a Christ follower than this question. I think the most important question is, will you give your life to Christ? But this is a really important question. When you wake up in the morning and remind yourself throughout the day, will I or am I allowing the Holy Spirit to lead me today? Because maybe you even ne- you've never even thought about it. Maybe you've never even thought that God really desires to give guidance to you, wisdom to you. And then, on top of that, on the heels of that, I would just say, to what extent? Like, do we put limits on how we want the Holy Spirit to guide us? Do you and I put limits? Now, understand this. Your life and mine is, a di- is directly correlated... What's happening in your life and mine, it's directly correlated to and connected to the voices that we have allowed speak into our life. It is this cumulative effect. Think about it. Over the years, you know, whether it's parents or teachers or friends or others, we allow voices. On this day, you and I will allow multiple voices And if we're not careful or if we don't prioritize the voice or voices that we give the highest level of authority in our life, we become victims to every manipulative voice out there. And trust me, there are, you and I, we all know it, there are so many manipulative voices. And it seems like there's more manipulative voices today than ever. I just think they're more loud and clear. I think the warfare manifesting around 
just the voices out there. So think about it. So if my life and yours is somehow a sum total of the the cumulative voices that we've heard and what what uh, how much space we've given for them, then it's important for us to have this conversation. Whose voice is most important in my life? And I think the scripture makes it, makes it clear that it's the voice of the Holy Spirit. Now, one of the ways that we prioritize a voice, what voices we give most authority to, is we simply make space for that. We need to make space for certain voices. Certain voices speak into our lives. We really don't have much of a choice. If you go to work, you have an employer, they're going to speak into your life. You've got to listen to their voice at some, but you don't have to give it ground. But what we're talking about is what am I going to give space to? What voice will I allow to really get traction in my life? One of the things when you hear Um, a spiritual leader, or you hear somebody, even a friend or a leader or anybody say to you, um, you know, it's important that you declutter your life. This is one of the reasons why this would be said. We need to eliminate clutter from our life. Clutter. It's not all uh, negative, but if we don't have space to be able to listen to the voice of the Spirit If our life is full of social media and media and television and manipulative voices and radio and email and text and voices, even our own voice possibly, we'll get into that in a second, those voices that tell you that you're a failure, that you'll never measure up, those things, what happens is, again, your life begins to be driven by that. Isaiah 30, 15 says, In quietness and confidence shall be your strength. So how do you and I, how can we kind of eliminate clutter in our life right now? This is so important. I don't know if any of you remember in the Old Testament, there's a moment where Elijah the prophet is in, a, is in intense warfare, intense moment in his life. He has just led... Uh, God's people in this amazing victory uh, over the, the false god Baal and, and all of the prophets, and he's on the run. And at one point, the scripture says that he literally sits down because he's trying to seek God, and he puts his head between his knees. And it's such a beautiful picture of just saying, I am closing out everything except for the voice of God. And God begins to prophetically speak. Let me me just say this. I I heard this story about missionaries, just a brief story about missionaries from America that went to another country, and they needed guides. There were a couple of guides that were going to kind of lead them through the terrain and get them to where they were going. So they get there the first day, and they travel a ways into into the wilderness where they're headed, and the, the American missionaries are pretty frustrated. It's like, we, we haven't gone far enough. So they tell the guides the next day when they wake up, you know, they camp out, they wake up the next day, and they say, we've got we to go farther. So they go, like, a lot farther the second day. Third day, they wake up, 
and the American missionaries are ready to go. It's like, let's go. That was a great day yesterday. And the guides are sitting there, and they said, we're not going anywhere today. And the American missionaries said to them, well, why wouldn't you go anywhere today? They said, we need our soul to catch up to us. We need our soul to catch up to us. Maybe some of us need the Holy Spirit. This may sound ridiculous, but maybe some of us need to slow down a little bit to let the Holy Spirit be present. We're so good at doing things. It's like we know the Christian thing. We know how this goes. We're American Christians. We got this under control. And before you know it, you're just like doing this life without God really directing it. I love Paul in 1 Corinthians 12. He says, brothers and sisters, when it comes to spiritual gifts, I would have you not be ignorant. Now, Paul isn't saying, I mean, he is saying that we're ignorant, but he's not saying in like a, in like a harsh term. He's saying, you just don't understand. You got to pay attention. So he says, let me talk to you about this. So that no longer you'll just be doing it without the gifts of the Spirit. I think God's invitation for the church more now than ever is pay attention. Declutter. Let the Holy Spirit catch up to us. Trust in God with all that we have. So next week, we're going we're gonna to dive right into some primary ways that the Holy Spirit speaks to us and leads us. And I think, I think for all of us, it's going to be such an encouragement and such a refreshing moment to know that God is in our daily life every day so wanting to lead us and guide us. So there's a prayer in the Old Testament, and it's around this whole issue of wanting to hear God's voice. And it's simply this. The prophet is trying to teach Samuel, who will ultimately be a prophet. He's a little boy trying to teach Samuel how to listen to God. And it's this simple prayer. He just says, Next time you hear something that you think is God's voice, just say, speak, Lord, your servant or your child is listening. Speak, Lord, your child is listening. I think God wants to speak to all of us today in different ways, in unique ways, in our own life for this amazing life that you and I are living. So why don't we do that? Why don't we stand right where we are if we're able? Just go ahead and stand. And in a way that we could just open ourselves to the voice of God, however that might look for you. Maybe for you it would be just opening your arms or putting your hands before you. Maybe for you it's whatever whatever it is. Maybe it's putting your hands in your pocket. The beautiful thing about the Holy Spirit is God's not looking for you to be anyone but you. We all need to realize the way for all of us to be the best 
person that we've been created to be is to be us. God's trying to make us into us, not trying to make you into the person sitting at your table that does this, postures himself a different way than you do, but how do you posture yourself in a moment like this before God? And then I'm going to say the prayer, and then I just ask you to say the prayer. And we'll do that a couple of different times, and then we're going to sing this. We're literally going to sing this prayer. Speak, Lord. Your child is listening. Speak, Lord. Your child is listening. One more time. Speak, Lord. Your child is listening. And now let's do it together, and then the team is going to lead us as we sing this prayer. Speak, Lord. Your child is listening. Speak, oh God.
So this day, we bless you today. Lord, we ask that you would uh, guide us, direct us, Lord, that we would position ourselves to hear your voice, that we would be directed, and that we would calm ourselves to hear the direction that you're giving us this day. Pray that we would be moved by your Holy Spirit, that we would not move out of our own self, but move by the leading of your Holy Spirit, and that we would be flexible to move and to do as you have requested us to do. Lord, we pray that we would be humble, that we would not uh, lean on our own understanding, but that we would listen to your voice and walk accordingly. We give you thanks, God, for the gift of your love and your leading and your care for us. We pray that you would uh, consume us, God, and that you would be more in us and less of us. In Jesus' name, amen. I'm done. So you text those prayers to 269-247-7717. Let's see some miracles this week led by the Holy Spirit. Amen? Yeah. May God's favor be upon you. 